Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And today we have a little bit of a holiday message. Um, We're going to talk about gratitude and hope and some of the things that can help uh, get you through the holidays, something that we think about during the holidays. Obviously, we've come from, you know, the beginning of the holiday season is Thanksgiving here, and we're thinking about gratitude, hopefully a lot. And I think gratitude and hope can be important messages as we move through the the whole holiday season. Definitely are. And we often need it. And mm-hmm. so I, we may have talked a little bit about um, trauma anniversaries before. We yep, talked a we lot have. about trauma, but this concept of trauma anniversaries where yes. time of year is a really big trigger. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I ask this all the time, uh, hard things tend to happen around important dates and times. Uh-huh. I mean, really I don't know do. what the deal is, but like birthdays, anniversaries, uh-huh. holidays. And so fall can be a time where often we are triggered and our body starts to become more anxious, more tense, more guarded, more aware because... It's the holidays. And mm-hmm. either there's some discovery around the holidays, which makes it really hard with family because now we're doing Thanksgiving or Christmas and we're kind of pretending. Um, but you and your partner are really struggling to figure things out. Right. Something about the holidays where this is a pretty common occurrence. And yeah. so if... And especially if you've had, you know family drama before that or different things like that, that come things that come up at the holidays. Cause I mean, I think part of it is just everyone's together. And also we have, it's already kind of a trauma time often in a lot of families, right? Right. Right. And then you have expectations around everyone. I think we all just from the time you're kids, you have an expectation that the holiday is supposed to be happy and fun and great. And there's no problems. Right. Even if, even if you've had traumatic holidays, as a child, we sort of have this sense that that's what holidays are supposed to be. Well, they are supposed to be those things. Right? Yes. <laughs> They're supposed to be uh, everything good multiplied. Yes. Yes. But it can be challenging if yeah. you're engaging with individuals who that you've had hard times with or, you know, there's been discovery or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a million different things that can make things challenging and because there's that expectation of that things are going to be great, then of course there's all of the stress that comes with that and the preparation for it. And so, you know, typically we we struggle with a lot of stress and things yeah. during the holidays to begin with. So yep. we want to talk and specifically have a tie-in to the trauma anniversaries and things like that and talk about uh, gratitude and about hope. 
Gratitude, one of the very best ways to shift your perspective. Mm -hmm. So it's been said that the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And that's where the power of gratitude really, and hope, um, is really effective. So Mm -hmm. if you can focus on something that is true and good, you will feel the way you focus. And so this is this concept of we, we feel the way we think. And if we are caught up in negative thinking, so we have a term, we therapists group us all together. (laughs) We have a term, we have thousands of terms, right? We call them ants, automatic negative thoughts. So this habit we can get into of because of circumstances or situation, um, the self-talk in our head becomes negative Mm-hmm. And automatically, it's like the tape is playing. It's the narrative or the story that we're in. And we have so many thoughts throughout the day that if we don't catch it, if we're not aware of it, if we don't challenge it or try to change it, um, turn it in a different direction, it will continue and persist. And then we will feel progressively lower and lower and worse and worse. And we're already experiencing likely triggers because of hard things. And so it becomes even more important to be aware of this. So mm-hmm. automatic negative thoughts, such as. It's always going to be this way. It's always going to be this way. He's never going to care about me. She's never going to understand. I I'm, don't know. I'm never going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never be taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'll never be happy. Life is yeah. just going to be hard and stressful all the time. And I'm just going to do the best I can. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <sighs> a lot of heavy stuff. Um, yeah. There are some things, though, when you're in this place that will help a lot. Yeah. So one technique that we haven't talked about, I don't think, is best case scenario. And maybe we have talked about this. I don't think we have. Get Sherry getting some confirmation. I don't think we have. <laughs> um, it's a really cool technique, actually, where when you find yourself feeling low, if you want to try this exercise, you're probably in a worst-case scenario thinking pattern where the thoughts are negative, they're automatic, and they're probably something like what we said, things will never get better, this is always going to be this way. Um, nothing's ever going to change. Everything I want is always out of reach. Mm-hmm. Something like this. You'll be in a worst case scenario place. And so an interesting exercise, if you want to pull it off, is to go from there to best case scenario. You challenge yourself okay. to go to a best case scenario, which is difficult to do because I'm not talking a better case scenario, a best case right. scenario. Kind of ridiculous yeah, Best high in the scenario. sky. Yep. Everything you ever wanted. <laughs> so, for example, some best case scenarios would be everything I want is already on its way. And by um, this evening, there's going to be a surprise party for me. And everyone I love is going to be there. And my spouse set this up. And I'm just going to feel so good and happy. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. <laughs> 
everything I've ever mentioned all throughout the year, he or she will have been paying attention to, and they're going to be so sensitive and kind and compassionate and remember all these things, and I will feel so loved. Yeah. The kids are going to behave amazingly, and it's going to go exactly the way I want it to, and then some. It's going to be even better. Right. So these are all best-case scenarios. But there's something interesting that happens when you start to go to best case scenario. It takes you out of the worst. Worst case scenario. Yes. And thankfully, we can only have one kind of thought at a time. Our, our brains are very <laughs> one track minds, right? The truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But to come yeah. out of worst case scenario, you had to come sort of to the other end of the spectrum. You're swinging like a pendulum from one side to the other. Yes. And you will feel better every time. I have clients that get stuck here, and it's kind of a fun exercise. I have to push them a little bit because they don't want to go best case. They go to just sort of lame case. It's a little better than where they were. I'm like, no, no, no. Slightly better than worst case. Like, that stinks too. Uh, (laughs) No, no. Best case, ridiculous. And I make them fill it out. Okay. Give me more detail. And then what? And more. Mm -hmm. And by the time they're done, their mood has completely shifted. Like it works every time if you do it. And if I say, okay, kind of laugh. Okay. That's probably not going to happen. Best Christmas ever. Right. But what's more likely to happen? And they will have shifted from their worst and they will say something like, well, It won't be everything that I want, and there will be some things that are hard, but it'll be a good experience, and we'll have a good time, and they just do this naturally. Mm -hmm. Their truth is in the middle. What they say is like spot on every time. Yes. And then you pause and reflect, and guess what? You're feeling better. Yeah. And so the best case scenario is actually a great tool for coming out of the automatic negative thinking, um, which you know is happening if you're not feeling good. Right. So that's kind of your clue is to get your finger on the pulse of your emotions and your feelings. And where am I at right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also going through and thinking through that, that takes you gratitude. That's a great gratitude space because you're aware it takes you into that hope space, being able to look at, okay, so what, what then you know, what are some things that I can set up if I already know that this particular family member is going to be challenging? Like, what can I do to create more of a balanced scenario as well? Like, if you get yourself out of those automatic negative thoughts, then you can kind of come to a centered space of, okay, how can I create some personal boundaries or some space or, you know, whatever to help this process, right? Once you're out of the automatic negative thoughts, then you can create what you need in that situation. You can listen to yourself a little bit more as to what you might need. Yeah. Um, but again, that, that gratitude, that seeing what you have available to you And the things you do have to be grateful for is a shift away, again, also from those automatic negative thoughts. And and I think I've talked before about, you know, being in those really challenging circumstances, really painful circumstances, and being grateful for the circumstance, being grateful for how that can help you move forward, being grateful for the empathy that that will 
provide for other people that you will be able to provide because you've been in those hard situations. Which is awesome, by the way, because it gives purpose and meaning to the hard, the pain, the suffering, which will absolutely help you to get through Mm -hmm. it a lot sooner because this is helping you and probably everyone within your inner circle, everyone within your reach. Yeah. So finding all the ways that you can be grateful for the challenging circumstances that you're facing, it really does shift and it's crazy and you, you don't think there's any way that it could, but I promise you it does. I promise you, you can be in the darkest space. And if you can truly feel gratitude and feel thankful for those experiences and the purpose that it brings and the understanding and the way that you're going to grow and progress as a human being and all of those things, it will again also take that away. I've seen it. I've seen it work with other people. I've seen it in my own life. It's an incredible shift. I think it's a good thing to review. What are we grateful for? Mm Mm-hmm. And we hear this all the time, and I don't want to give the same things everybody might say. However, um, good to reflect on what are we grateful for, Yeah. even in really hard times. So you know probably if you've listened to these podcasts um, how important affirmations are. Right. And my big three affirmations are things that you can absolutely be grateful for. As a reminder, you are a child of God. And what that means is you have a place and you belong forever. Cannot be taken from you, Mm -hmm. won't be taken from you. In other words, your story ends well because no one can resist the power of unconditional love forever. That to me is huge. That's probably the most grateful thing I have in my life, at least how I feel about it. But second affirmation, your worth is 100%. That's connected to the first. And it's independent, remember, of anything you've done, what you think, what you've said, what habits or patterns you have, what you've experienced, what's happened to you. All of it is independent of your worth, which is 100%, which Mm -hmm. leads to number three, you are lovable as you are. And these are huge. I, I always think... You know, if my heart is beating, I'm good. And if my heart's not beating, I'm in a good place. So there's kind of no worst case scenario. Like, I'm just so thankful that I'm alive and I can experience and I have senses and, and consciousness and my heart is beating and I'm not making it beat. It's independent right. of me. And so if my heart's beating, I'm good. If I'm dead, I'm good. Yeah. And so I think maybe it can come more naturally to some of us. But right off, those big three, I think, are something that you can start with. But what else would be good? Yeah, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, that sometimes you're in such a challenging space, whether it's trauma, whether it's depression, whether whatever it is that you can feel like, am I really in a good space just because my heart is beating And again, then you're countering some of those automatic or those negative thoughts that come up where it doesn't matter how bad it is that you can find things in that space to be grateful for, to be grateful that it's still beating 
even if you'd rather it not right now, to be grateful that, you know, that you're experiencing something that you are going to understand on a different level than other people and really help people who have been there or who are going through it later, you know, to some of those grateful spaces. We, um, we do in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, a box at, um, at my house with my kids. We have, it's, uh, it's called our, our blessings box from the, there are presents from heavenly fathers, a concept from God, from, um, you know, the universe, if that's kind of where your, uh, your belief system is, but it's all of these gifts that we have been given. And so it's a space that we can start at, at Thanksgiving time. Um, and then we put these lists of things that we're grateful for in this box. Sometimes we'll just write like one a night. Sometimes we'll write a big list. Sometimes we'll do, you know, we'll do different things, different years, and then we'll put it in there. And then, um, at Christmas, as we're opening all of these gifts, we can open this gift box, um, and read about Mm. all these additional presents, these additional gifts that we have. And so that can be a good way to kind of get in that, that gratitude mindset that is so useful. I mean, if you look at the studies, like gratitude is off the charts beneficial in so many different things, so many different ways. It just completely changes our lives. And so that can be a really good, you know, way to kind of start thinking about things and really getting down to the, the nitty gritty details of our lives. Right. Um, you know, where you start, you know, my kids, I think everyone in the top 10 was their iPhone, right. Or you you have sort of these big things, but then what are the little things? What are the little moments that you have? Like, Oh, I found a parking spot close today, Mm. you know, or, Oh, someone thought of me and wrote me a nice little note or, Oh, traffic wasn't as bad and I got there a little earlier than I thought. Or, you know, there could be all of these different things that we start noticing and shifting the focus of our of our lives and it changes our lives. And I was thinking, you know, with this heartbeat thing. Yeah. Just thinking about it. I think because if I think about why that's some sort of, you know, I'm grateful. Mhm. Of course, we're not always real happy that we are alive based on yeah. what we're going through, yep. which is heartbreaking when you're in a place like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it means to me at least is it is proof of God's love. It's proof that you are loved. It's proof that you are important and that you matter. And I think at the end of the day, this was, um, I, I think this is one of God's greatest messages to us is that no matter what else happens, you know, I don't guarantee I will take everything, avoid pain, uh, avert all the tragedies, fix everything that's that's come undone in your life. What I do guarantee is that you are loved throughout. Yeah. That you matter, that you're important. Mm-hmm. And having somebody with you makes all the difference. Right. I remember in graduate school, there was an experiment done um, where... I think I mentioned this too. Maybe we've done so many episodes now. All my good <laughs> stuff is gone. But 
they did experiments where they brought strangers in and they would shock them lightly, not anything real serious, but they would shock them and they wouldn't know when they're going to be shocked. And so it was kind of a, you know, it was, it was a d distressing experience for these people. And they would shock them and measure how they reacted. And then they would bring somebody in that they knew to be with them while they're shocked and they would react a lot better. Yeah. And the interesting thing was they even tried the experiment where they would bring a stranger in. The person who's being shocked doesn't even know the person. And they would still react better. Not yeah. even knowing the person, but just not being alone, alone in it. So there really is something very powerful for us as human beings. The way we're wired, the way we're put together, companionship, connection is yeah. the key. And that's God's greatest benefit, I think, to us is he's here. He's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And he'll mourn with us and grieve with us. Won't take everything all the time. Although, absolutely, he intervenes and makes difference uh, yeah. changes in our lives. But he just loves us. And what comfort that is that no matter what, we're loved. Mm -hmm. So that's, to me, sort of connected to this idea of our heart is beating proof of love in a sense. Yeah. So as David was mentioning that having someone with, with you as you're going through things and how much easier that makes, uh, makes whatever it is that you're going through. Uh, I remember when an, a number of years ago, I revamped my concept of God and how God shows up in my life. And I realized that, you know, culturally, religiously, like family, you know, all the ways that combine with my own personality, how I interpreted everything that was presented to me, that I saw God as always there, but from a very above, uh, above everything perspective. So probably the best way I can describe it visually, if I were to put it into a visual description would be, um, doing like a Spartan race where you're like on your hands and knees slogging through all of this mud, deep mud, and you can barely make it through because you've already done all these hard things and you've got all these hard things in front of you and you're trying to get through it and God's like up above me 30 feet in the air or whatever going, you can do it. You can make it. You can get through. I'm so here. I'm so supporting you. I'm cheering you on. You're awesome. And I am just trying to survive and get through it. And that's how I grew up in my head, believing that that's, that's how God was. Like, he's always there, always there. But this is the, the way that he was showing up in my life and the way I believed that he showed up in people's lives. And as I went through a space of, of examining my life and examining how I chose to see God I shifted things. I realized that's not actually how I really believe and want him to show up in my life. And the way that I see it now is we're going through a lot of the same things, but we're like friends. We're like hanging out, chatting as we're slogging through this mud and we're laughing about how like hard it is and like, do you need a rest? Because I think I need to take a break for a few minutes and we can stop. We don't have to keep pushing through all the time. We can chat. We can discuss mm -hmm. things. We're there for each other as we're going through, 
you know, we're walking down this road and it's, it's just, it's not butterflies and rainbows, right? It's hard. There's really hard things. Like I am, I'm allergic to bees. Um, and I, it's not a pleasant experience if I get stung. And so, you know, I imagine that at one point I get stung by several like bees or wasps or hornets or things. And it's, it's super not pleasant. And he's just there and he's like helping me, helping take care of it, getting me what I need. Let's sit and rest for a little while. Let's, but we're, we're chatting, we're talking, we're there together. It's this joint like partnership going through this life experience. Yeah. And it's just a different, it's a different shift. And so I love that concept of my heart beating is telling me God's here, is telling me that he that I'm loved that that presence is there through whatever I'm going through because that is how I see my relationship with God now and that is an incredible thing to be grateful for is an incredibly hopeful space to live in mm-hmm. it really is and the proof is in the pudding right yeah it will feel different yeah it changes your life yeah. It really does. I sometimes have clients who say, well, yeah, but that's like almost like too good to be true. Yeah. You're just kind of faking it. You fake it till you it's, make it's it. It's not real or something. <laughs> not, and I'm like, well, the worst case scenario isn't real either. Mm-hmm. It's not like that's some sort of better reality. Right. Um, how do you choose to feel? How do you choose to experience life and those around you? And so I love that concept. Very personal. Yeah. And, and it's not a space of denial. And that's what I think is important is because I think sometimes that's where people are coming from. Like, well, you're just, you know, putting yourself in this denial space because that's <laughs> not reality. Right. right. It doesn't feel grounded and centered and calm when you're denying. Right. When you're in denial. Denial is shoving all that away and saying that this doesn't actually exist. And this is saying Yes hard is there and yes sometimes you're like you know doubled over and maybe your heart is like starting to not beat as much because you're stung by all these wasps but god is also there like it's an and thing Mm -hmm. right it's it's a both and and that's where healthy balance and healthy living is and so if we can notice those things and as you're just going through life, like again, oh, that parking spot. Oh, I was running late and now I'm not because this happened or they started late or whatever. Like that's totally happened to me before. I had struggled with being on time. And there's been so many times that I felt just so very grateful and blessed because something happened and I started late or this worked out. Just it, things work out for me when I, you know, when I'm in that space, right? And that is a great affirmation. Things work out for me. Yeah. Right? And you're you're just opening the space for gratitude, for hope um, to flow in instead of shutting it off with the these negative thoughts. I love it. Hopefully that is something that can bring you some perspective as you attempt more gratitude and hope in your life mm-hmm. and see how it feels. And this doesn't mean that you're not doing this already, perhaps in moments of 
frustration or pain, it can be more of a focus intentionally, right. deliberately, on purpose, because it's not natural until we make it a habit and a pattern. And again, it doesn't mean you're not living in reality. Right. If there's, you know, if someone's walking all, all over your boundaries, that doesn't mean like, hey, I just need to like suck it up and find <laughs> the, the positive, right? right? And find the joy in it. But it's a different shift. It's like, okay, what are the things that I'm grateful for? And then when you're in that space, then you can find, okay, what does what does my body and my soul need for boundaries? Like maybe today I do a little more self-care. Maybe today I take more time with God. Maybe today. Maybe today I start a gratitude journal. Yeah. And I make it intentional every day. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, again, pulling yourself out of the negative space into a space that's more balanced where you can make better, more healthy decisions. Yep. Too. Hopefully this episode was helpful, as always. We'd love to hear your feedback. That's a good point. You do have a way through the website to leave feedback and let us know what you think or topics you might want us to consider and talk about. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.